the feel-good way to start your day. Jamie and Lee. It's Great to catch up with this lady ahead of a night of football when she's going to be in Wagga alongside Graham Arnold and her former teammate Joey Peters. Sally Shippard played 59 times for the Matildas, winning an Asian Cup, being part of an Olympics or two, as well as winning the Julie Dolan Medal as uh, Player of the Year in the what was the W League back then. A uh, product of Wagga, and she joins us now. G'day, Sal. Hey, Lee. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. And going to be in Wagga next Thursday night for a night of football alongside uh, Joey Peters, who would have been one of your former teammates, and uh, Australian uh, Socceroos coach Graham Arnold. Great to see soccer taking the centre stage. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I feel like Chris contacted me a few months ago in the lead-up to this event, and it's come around fast and really looking forward to rubbing shoulders with Graham and Joey again and, yeah, meeting and, and greeting people who attend the event and also just advocating for football and the wonderful game that it is. Yeah, well, I mean, it's had a fair bit of advocacy over the last 18 months. I was talking with uh, Graham about the success of the Socceroos, but the success of the Matildas, how pleasing was that as a former player yourself to see that level of support across Australia? The momentum was... Every day I felt like the mantra for the entire tournament was, whoa, I've never seen anything like this before. Um, And that was just on repeat every single moment, every single match. And, you know, certainly for myself, I was in a pretty um, low-key period of my recovery from surgery and I couldn't have thought of a better time, to be honest, for the World Cup to be on because I pretty much got to watch every game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's perks. Perks amongst it all, but yeah, I mean the the way that the that the Matilda squad turned up to that tournament was absolutely incredible, and the momentum that they were able to gain from the fans that just fell, you know, head over heels in love with them, and it, I think it was a, an amazing thing for the elite pathway for for kids. You know, the Matildas have certainly achieved something pretty special in that tournament and, you know, providing that kind of like um, awareness around around how you can actually progress as a footballer for girls and women specifically, but also for broader society. I mean, there were people watching and, and kicking a ball themselves that have never, ever thought of kicking a ball. And I think that's where sort of my focus lied in terms of I was surrounded by people who had never really watched football before. And to see them, you know, jump on that bandwagon was, was really spectacular. Yeah, to be swept up in it and just, like as I was saying to you off here, I coach a young girls team and to see their enthusiasm for the sport and to have it go from being a couple of household names to knowing every player in the squad was just amazing to see. And hopefully that momentum can continue. Um, talk to us a bit about your journey as well, because you, you, like, you had such an amazing career uh, going through the Matildas and you started so young. I think people forget that you started for playing for the Matildas at 16. Yeah, I was super duper young and I guess, you know, that was part and parcel to the fact that my family, you know, mum and dad and, and my brother specifically supported me to move from Wagga to Sydney at the age of 15 and mum and dad even lived separately from each other to support that move because I wasn't I didn't have my peas or anything so I think in hindsight that sort of choice that my parents made was absolutely huge in the scheme of things and I knew at the time but I think you know you're also just kind of 
swept up in in the magic of football and your own little goals and probably didn't realize at the time how difficult that would have been for mum and dad and my brothers too um you know in that part of that journey but I guess yeah it did really happen super super quick I got called into the Matildas camp just for experience and within a couple of weeks I was named in the squad so I mean obviously there are a few steps in between that but it was a really, really quick progression and, and my life quite quickly became, you know, Matilda's and, and I was obviously seeing through my studies in year 11 and 12. But yeah, I mean, I'm also now 35, so that feels like a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's and I mean, you're still very young and <laughs> it's amazing to think that that's almost 20 years ago. What were the pathways like for you coming through that uh, that junior system and uh, getting to that point where you did end up moving to Sydney? Well, I think what was what was huge back then in terms of the development phase was the Riverine Academy of Support of Sport. We um, every Monday night we'd get together and um, I guess it would just sort of be a collection of elite footballers in Wagga, Albury, um, in the Riverina area would get together in their specific area of an evening. Um, and you'd be yeah rubbing shoulders with um, boys, girls, um, anyone who was elite essentially. And um, Jeff Blake, I remember being being the coach, and he was pretty consistent in those sort of early development years for me. Um, and I um, aspired to be. I mean, it's quite unique, I suppose, in hindsight, because my mentor or my the person that I wanted to emulate was Bernadette Madden. Um, and to have a female role model, you know, back in the sort of early 2000s was quite unique. I mean, even someone like Ellie Carpenter was seen quoted through the World Cup that she didn't have any female role models to look up to, um, you know, when she was growing up. But I guess for me, a couple of decades before Ellie, um, I, I did have that. So it was quite unique in a sense. And, and I certainly thank Bernie Madden for setting the bar or Bernadette Blake now, but um, she certainly set the bar for me in terms of what I aspired to. And I really just wanted to emulate her. I remember seeing her juggle and Bernie's control and touch on the ball was just next level. And so for me to achieve that in my game, I committed to juggling and learned a lot through juggling in the way of discipline and improvement through application. And no matter how frustrated I was at the start of that juggling journey, I knew that I wanted to be able to improve my touch and through juggling I would do that um, and yeah I have Bernie to thank for sure in, in, in the way that I was able to kind of develop as an individual footballer but then I had the likes of um, the Wagga United football group whom I played with the women's team sort of maybe from 13 to 15 as well and um, really loved that community and also trained with the senior men's team at Wagga United so yeah, I would certainly say that Wagga United had a huge impact on my my development. Um, but yeah, it really did happen quite fast and I'm I'm not quite sure what to focus on in terms of my response here to your question because I feel like there's so many different facets that just aligned and, and meant that I was on this really quick projection from Wagga into the into the national team and then obviously throughout um, my the early the early years in my national team journey, I was I was travelling the world quite a lot. What's it like that uh, that professional sports lifestyle for people who obviously haven't experienced it? Like from the outside looking in, it's a lot of sacrifice to get to that pointy end and then to stay there. 
Yeah, I mean, like as a as a kid, and I'll say as a kid, I was sixteen, and um, you know, my I had absolutely no other um, interest in my life. I was I was super committed to football and 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 being the best teammate I could be and being the best player I could be. So obviously. Um, the motivation I didn't have to dig too deep for. I was it was just kind of in me from the get go. Um, I guess you know I can say back in the day because it is yeah. <laughs> almost a couple of decades now. But but we were we were studying and working as well as 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 playing football. So um, the last couple of years of my career, I was professional. So I was being I was contracted to the Matildas and playing abroad. So I didn't have to um, to work. And I kind of feel like I existed in 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 what I would consider the sweet spot of the progression of the Matildas where I had um, when I very first started playing with the Matildas Cheryl Salisbury uh, her experience when she started playing with the Matildas was that they were they had to pay in order to play um, so I thought I was pretty in a pretty sweet position where um, we were getting a per diem when we were abroad so we were being essentially paid to play um, and finally, my folks weren't having to fork out thousands and thousands of dollars for me to be attending tournaments and, and whatnot. So that was a relief for them, I'm sure. Uh, and then, yeah, I suppose um, as my career progressed, I continued to study, continued to work, sort of maintained a relatively good balance between sporting life and outside life. Um, and then, yeah, towards the end of my career, I was able to reap the rewards of being able to just play football, which, yeah, was, was next level. So I'm I'm not surprised that the current crop of national team players have progressed and are able to play the way that they do because it's just their full-time job. And yeah. it's, it's a remarkable uh, difference between being able to play football play football full-time and having to share your life between football and, and other forms of employment. And, yeah, I take my hat off to the fact that they're able to follow through with uh, the performances given the pressure that they're that they're currently under. And um, if I'm completely honest with you, Lee, I don't think I would have liked um, to be a footballer full-time and not do anything else. I quite enjoyed the balance that I was able to strike and um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy to be sitting on the sidelines and watching this <laughs> <laughs> next phase of the Matildas unfurl. Yeah, it is great to see that there's that that next level in investment in there as well, though for the, for the game to go to that next level and see what we saw with the um, with the Matildas over the course of the World Cup. Um, looking back on your career, what are what are some of the highlights that you look back on and we're like, yeah, that was that was a really cool moment. That's something that I'll that'll stick with me. Oh, that's a wonderful question. I don't have the greatest memory when it comes to um, specific footballing moments yeah. but I would say um, most definitely being a 16 year old kid at the Olympics and playing pretty much every minute of every game was remarkable yeah. um, being a part of the first ever Matildas team to win a game at an Olympics or a World Cup was pretty great when we beat Greece at those Olympic games um, we've got the 2010 Asian Cup where we won and I had a um, the privilege of taking a penalty in that match, um, in the penalty shootout. So that was pretty cool. Um, and I would also just say the friendships and the, the lifelong connection that I've, that I was able to create with my teammates. And even though I'm not so much in the football world anymore, those friendships will just live on forever. And whenever we catch up, which we obviously did throughout the world cup, the Matildas alumni, there were several events organized by the, 
FFA for the Matildas alumni to get together and yeah it was just it was just phenomenal to reconnect and especially with the year um, that I've had with my sickness and mm. the way that the footballing community rallied behind uh, you know and supported myself and my partner through that time was just extraordinary and um, yeah I think I think that would probably be my absolute highlight that just the the community and the camaraderie of of the connections that you're able to make through yeah what is a a game and we yeah we'll just have a a connection forevermore because of that. So it's been an absolute pleasure to catch up Thursday next week the 26th at the Range Function Centre. You can grab your tickets at a anightoffootball.com.au. Yourself, Joey Peters, Graham Arnold are going to be there and talking all things football for one evening and putting the putting the spotlight on it. Thank you so much for your time today and look forward to uh, look forward to seeing you next Thursday night. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate the time too. Jamie and Lee, weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the Listener app. It's Triple M.